Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. everyone. Welcome to Past Podiums. Welcome to an even deeper venture further into the 2015 Boulder World Cup circuit. Today we are examining the third stop on that year's bouldering calendar. It took place in Chongqing, China. So if you recall our previous episode, you know that means at some point since then the competitors have gotten on a plane They've taken that 14-hour plane flight from the United States, from Vail, Colorado, to here, southern China. Today's final round in Chongqing took place on Sunday, June 21st, 2015. I don't have a whole lot to report on in regards to the lead-up to this one. We talked about Alex Puccio's really unfortunate knee injury in the previous episode. She tore both... ACL and the MCL in her left knee. So she's still healing from that big injury at this time and she'll be out of action for for a a little while longer or a a long while I should say. But let's start this one in Chongqing. Let's see who's on the on the roster, who's in the finals, and then we will get going with it. And real fast, something I haven't pointed out yet this season before we go forward, but you might have noticed and that is that the IFSC had a new logo starting in 2015. And it's, it's interesting on these live streams because they were still using their old logo, that white and blue circular logo, at the beginning of the, these shows, but they also would use the new one. This It's like bright blue and magenta. They'd use that also. So they're kind of using both here. To me, the, this new logo signifies to a certain degree that we've entered what we could call like the modern era. I suppose it's subjective and that's probably a whole other discussion of what delineates the eras and what delineates the the old from the new. It's kind of beside the point for this episode, but needless to say, the new logo is here and we'll see it. uh, We see it at the beginning. So, um, we also see we're in an outside venue for Chongqing, really unique wall panels. There are some designs on them. There's like some v- almost veiny blue lines on the panels, and there's some patterns that look almost floral. Very, very uh, distinct here. And we have a new voice on commentary for this Chongqing live stream, or at least new for this season. It's Forrest Liu who did commentary years earlier. So Forrest is, he's back. I don't think we've seen him before, but here he is. And and with him now on commentary, I, I think one of the questions that we can start asking at this point is whether we like this musical chairs style of approach to commentary personnel, where we have different people in the booth at different events, or whether we prefer one consistent person calling the action event after event after event. Just 
food for thought as we see the commentator continuing to vary frequently throughout here. So Forrest says it is really hot and humid in Chongqing, and he gives a little more preamble, and then the finalists come out. Once again, we see this is, it's becoming the norm for this season, frankly, but we see that there are seven finalists in the men's division and the, the typical six in the women's division. So the men finalists are Sukuru Hori of Japan, Rustam Gelmanov of Russia, Jeremy Bonder of France, Sean McCall of Canada, Andrei Meshwichter, as he's called, of Poland, Jan Hoyer of Germany, and Jongwon Chan of South Korea. The women finalists, Sol Sa of South Korea. She was 20 years old here, making a finals, so this is already her best ever position in a World Cup, regardless of what happens. Shauna Coxie of Great Britain, Monica Recchi of Germany, uh, who else? Aya Ono of Japan, Miho Nanaka of Japan, and Akio Noguchi of Japan. So three members of Team Japan in, in the women's division. So we'll see if Japan can maybe sweep the podium. At this point, after we run through the finalists, the broadcast or the live stream, it feels a little bit... Uh, I don't know. I, I wrote down on my notes, rushed, question mark. I, I don't know if rushed is the right word, but we get a sense that things are just a bit hectic. At one point, the live stream drops completely, and we just see a, a blank black screen for, for a second. At another point, Forrest on commentary says that he'll give us some stats of the competitors as soon as he gets a little help in the booth. That's what That's his quote. So I only mention this because I'm just curious if maybe there was something that caused all this to be a bit of a scramble at the start, whether maybe the start time had changed a little bit at the last minute or whether there were some staff or production shortages or whether maybe there was some coordinating being done with the local, a local TV station on the camera, camera work. I don't know, but it is noticeable here. And... And, and we'll see if that c continues throughout the broadcast. Forrest is doing a good job, though. Credit to him. He's managing to keep things moving forward, even if it does seem a, a little rushed. So let's get into the boulders. Men's one is a dihedral progression. Goes up a big pyramid volume and has some additional geometric-shaped volumes. Sukuru Hori attempts it first, and he has quite the saga on this boulder. So he gets to the top after a few attempts, but a little later he gets called back out and he has to attempt the boulder again because there's a, a technical issue related to his successful attempt, uh, the, the start holds of that, of that top. Apparently Sakura Hori asked a judge whether some certain holds were legal as footholds, and Sakura Hori was told by the judge, yes, those are legal for footholds, and then later the those holds were deemed, in fact, illegal. So there's just all sorts of drama with this with this boulder and Sakura Hori's multiple attempts on this boulder. They end up even bringing Graham Alderson, the technical delegate, onto the commentary to talk a little bit about it and explain things. Ultimately, Sakura Hori does top this boulder again, so no problem there. It ends up being his fifth attempt when all the technical and appeal dust settles. But what a way to start things off. 
A few other men get up this boulder too, though, including Sean McCall, and we do see a couple flashes on it by Jan Hoyer and Andre Meshwichter. So that's the first men's boulder. The first women's boulder is, it's, it's a neat block. It starts in a subtle dihedral before going to the left onto an arete, and then it finishes on the headwall of a cave, and they have to go up the, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of varied terrain on this boulder. There's even a, there's like a knee bar that they could throw in there when they're working to get, to get to the top of that cave. Solsa climbs it early. She cannot find a top. Uh, a couple other women get stymied by this boulder too. Uh, it seems to be like moving up the arete. That's, that seems to be the, the problem section. But we do see some tops on it by Miho Nanaka and Akio Noguchi after a, a few attempts from each of them. And it's worth pointing out here too, the live stream does slip into more of a groove at this point. There, it, there's less of a scramble feeling to everything, so uh, props to the production team for, for kind of riding that ship a little bit. On to the second boulders. Men's 2 is slabby. It has some pyramid volumes low, and it's got some more spherical volumes up high. And we see some nice separation in the field on this boulder, with some of the men flash it, flash to bonus, others get to the bonus after a couple of attempts, and some guys top it after a few of attempts. Most noticeable is that Sean McCall and Jan Hoyer both top it, so they are still in pretty good positions after this second boulder. Women's 2 is really striking. It has parallel holds or parallel volumes side by side going up the wall so there's these two pyramids kind of parallel to each other down low and then there are some slopey almost boomerang looking volumes a little higher up those are side by side and then there's some larger cube type volumes a little higher up also side by side almost everybody flashes this boulder so it does look cool, but it doesn't really alter the standings that much, which means at the midway point, it is Akio Noguchi and Miho Nanaka leading the way. They're the only women with two tops halfway through this final round in the women's division. And Sean McCall and Jan Hoyer, as stated, they are leading the way for the men. Men's three is a pretty unforgettable boulder. Once you see it, you'll remember it forever because the competitors start inside of a, a, a doorway or inside the kind of the corridor section that leads to the backstage. Literally, you can, you can see other competitors standing in the background as this boulder is being started. Uh, so from the start, the climbers have to almost do like the splits to smear and spread out in the doorway or the passageway. And then they use some crimps to get out of that doorway section and, and onto the front of the wall, and then they can go up from there. It is one of those rare instances, I will say, of a boulder that seems almost too clever for its own good, or a little overly creative, maybe. Uh, it actually ends up being really good at providing some adequate separation to the bonus, separation to the top. It's not overcooked. It's not undercooked. It's just good it's creative and it's very adequate in splitting up the field a couple of the men flash it including sean mccall so with that sean mccall is 
really looking uncatchable at, at this point, for lack of a better word. Women's three goes up and over a big uh, kind of wave-like arete. It's almost like a horizontal arete on the wall rather than being straight vertical. And there are a couple of ring-shaped volumes a little higher up on it. And this boulder provides some good separation of the field in its own right. Akio Noguchi gets the only flash, so in doing so, she kind of joins Sean McCall in that uncatchable club, heading into the heading into the last boulders of the round. Men's four goes up a, a collection of various sized pyramid shapes, pyramid-shaped volumes that almost <laughs> they're yellow. They almost look like blocks of cheese. Everybody tops this one. A bunch of the men flash it. And one of those tops is Sean McCall. He doesn't flash it. Takes him a few attempts. But he does get the send here. And in doing so, concludes one of the best final rounds of his life. So we'll see when we dive a little bit into the podium who else joins him near the top there. Women's four is a nice little block of pyramids too. Doesn't shut anyone down. It gets flashes by Akio Noguchi, uh, Miho Nanaka, Ayo Ono, and Monica Recchi. So uh, a lot of flashes to, to finish out the women's scores here. Looking at the podiums, the women's division, Akio Noguchi of Japan gets the gold medal. She topped all four boulders in this final round. Three of those tops were flashes. This is one of her all-time best rounds. I feel like we said that last season or maybe two seasons ago as well. But uh, great performance by Akio Noguchi. Miho Nanaka of Japan gets the silver medal. She had three tops. So the question is, will it be a team sweep for, for Japan on the podium here? We had Akio in gold, Miho in silver. No, not quite. Shauna Coxie of Great Britain gets the bronze. Job well done. So Team Japan does not sweep the podium. Close, though. Aya Ono got fourth place. So she just missed out on that third place spot. If she would have gotten it, we would have seen the sweep. We didn't, but solid podium nonetheless. And the men's division, the podium, Sean McCall, gold medal, topped all four of the boulders. Jongwon Chan, silver medal. He topped three out of the four boulders. And the bronze medal goes to Sakura Hori. To close here, this one is, it's worth watching. I, re I recommend the whole event. The, those walls with the unique blue designs on them are, are really something to see. And particularly that third men's boulder where they go through the, the doorway section, that is definitely somewhat iconic for this 2015 season. And this round is also a great watch for any fans specifically of Sean McCall and Akio Noguchi since each of them had such impressive performances throughout this, this round, just barreling through their four respective boulders. I'll end it there. But for now, I hope you enjoyed this round. Come back soon. Looks like we're going to probably stay over in Asia. So we'll see how the next one shapes up. Catch you soon on Passport. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. 
And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.